Welcome back to Lasa's channel. My name is Anton Vjeldsen. I'm an attorney in the Southern District of California here in San Diego. Today we're going to look at a case that answers the question whether a person forfeits his reasonable expectation of privacy in a closed container merely because he places it or stores it in a place that he doesn't exclusively control, namely somebody else's apartment or house. And when we're talking about containers, we're discussing purses, bags, boxes, and any other items that can hold another item inside. And this case is very interesting because it deals with phone calls made out of jail cell that the person knows that he's being recorded and he knows that the police can use this as a tip to find this container. Before we go on, I want to thank you for watching me on YouTube, hitting that subscribe button. If you're listening to the podcast version of this recording on Audible or Spotify, please give my podcast a five-star rating. And finally, if you want to support this channel, consider going to lostash.com and check out some of my merch. Thanks for watching. Quick message from Lostash. Are you charged with a crime? Or do you want to know your rights if stopped by police? Watch California attorney Anton Vjeldsen discuss legal cases from the Supreme Court, Ninth Circuit, and California State Courts on the Lostash YouTube page. Anton has handled hundreds of federal and state criminal cases, has an in-depth knowledge of the law, and has the best mustache ever. Subscribe to the Lostash YouTube page. That's L-A-W-S-T-A-C-H-E. Today we'll be discussing a Ninth Circuit case, United States versus Brandon Monger. Now, Mr. Monger was arrested on unrelated charges to this particular case and was detained at CCDC, Nevada's Clark County Detention Center. Now, this particular detention center has a telephonic system that allows inmates to make phone calls to the outside. When they get to the phone, there's a little placard that gives them instructions on how to make the phone call, and it also warns them, gives them a caution that all the telephone calls are being recorded and monitored by law enforcement. Now, when the inmate makes the phone call, the individual who receives the phone call can accept or reject the phone call. If they accept, they're also given a warning that the phone call is being recorded. On the day of his arrest, Mr. Monger made three telephone calls. He called a friend, and in the first one, he revealed that he was arrested but without a thing. Now, officers later knew that quote-unquote thing was a handgun. In the second phone call, he said that the handgun, or the thing, was being stored at this third person's house, Miss Wilson's house, where they stayed prior. And in the third call, he revealed that the thing was hidden in the closet in the green. The following day, at least six officers appeared to Miss Wilson's apartment. They told her that they had good and credible information that a handgun would be found inside the apartment. Miss Wilson denied any knowledge of the firearm and consented for the officers to come in and look around. The officers searched inside the apartment, they went into the closet and found a green container. They opened the container and found a handgun. Now, Mr. Monger was charged and federally indicted with being a felon in possession of a firearm. So he picks up another federal charge. He then argues 
that the search of the container violated the Fourth Amendment. Now, in the lower court, there was a decision made that there was no exigency here, meaning that the officers could always obtain a warrant. And we know in this case, they never obtained a warrant and they never even attempted to obtain a warrant. So this was a warrantless search. Also, in the lower court, there was a discussion of consent. Here, Ms. Wilson obviously had consent and she had authority to consent to a search of her own apartment. But the question is deeper. Does this person have authority to consent to the search of the container that was left behind? And the lower court said the answer to that question is no. Miss Wilson could not consent to the search of the container. So on appeal, the government and the defendant do not argue about these two issues. They say the consent is not an issue and exigency. Instead, the government argues that here, Mr. Monker forfeited his reasonable expectation of privacy when he made phone calls that he knew that were being recorded and told his friend about the firearm and the location of it. The Fourth Amendment is a vital safeguard of the right of the citizen to be free from unreasonable government intrusions into any area in which he has a reasonable expectation of privacy. A person has an expectation of privacy in his or her private closed containers and does not forfeit that expectation of privacy merely because the container is located in a place that is not controlled exclusively by the container's owner. So just because a person leaves the container behind in somebody else's house or somebody else's apartment, the person still retains an expectation of privacy. The only question, of course, raised by this appeal is whether Mr. Monger relinquished, abandoned, or otherwise waived that expectation of privacy by disclosing the handgun's existence and the location in jail telephone conversation that he knew were monitored by law enforcement. So what effect, if any, does a voluntary disclosure have on the Fourth Amendment analysis? Well, the court looked at another decision where an individual was detained by the police for holding two strangely packaged containers. The officers suspected that it was bricks of drugs. When the officers asked the individual what it was, he said, Coke. Well, the officers took the packages to a federal building, they cut them up, and it was revealed there was, in fact, narcotics, cocaine. In that case, the court decided that the individual stripped the cloak of secrecy from the package. The act of revealing what's inside to law enforcement has the same effect as having a clear container where an individual cannot later claim that he has a reasonable expectation of privacy. The court says that that decision makes perfect sense. When made to law enforcement officer, an unequivocal, contemporaneous, and voluntary disclosure that a package or container contains contraband waives any reasonable expectation of privacy in the contents. But the facts of this case are different. In fact, nothing about the jailhouse conversations which law enforcement overheard, operate as an explicit waiver 
of his expectation of privacy. In fact, Mr. Monger did everything possible to still have the reasonable expectation of privacy and not relinquish it by using the words like thing instead of a handgun, instead of saying the explicit address or the location, he said it was the place they used to stay at. And finally, instead of using the word green container or green box, he used simply the word green. At the end of the day, the court says, to be clear, there was enough probable cause here using the criminal history that Mr. Monger had, plus the information that he revealed on the phone calls, to obtain a warrant. Probable cause alone does not justify a search of a container. It does, however, provide enough information to give to a magistrate judge in order to obtain a search warrant. Here are the two takeaways from this case. Takeaway number one, an individual does not forfeit his reasonable expectation of privacy under the Fourth Amendment in a closed container merely because he stores that container in a place where he doesn't have exclusive control, like somebody else's apartment. And takeaway number two is that the individual does not relinquish his expectation of privacy in that container merely because he mentions it on a jail call. I hope you enjoyed this video, and if you learned something more about closed containers as they pertain to the Fourth Amendment, I want you to hit that thumbs up button. Please hit that subscribe button as well and share my channel with your friends and family. If you're listening to the podcast version of this recording on Audible or Spotify, please give my podcast a five-star re-rating. And finally, if you want to be a real MVP, go to lostash.com and check out some of my merch, including the Do Not Arrest This Person t-shirts. Thanks for watching.